0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast for 2016. Uh, I'm Chris, I'm the host and tonight I've been joined by Andy. Happy New Year Andy.
1: Happy New Year Chris, yeah. Good to, good to be back, it's been a, been a good few weeks.
0: You're on for a busy one to make up for it, because we <laughs> had, uh, had ample football, well most of us have had ample football, there's been a few call-offs unfortunately, but uh, there's still plenty to talk about. Um, we'll start off with the bad news of the, the, the charity bit, where we had a Ross County and Clyde double at the weekend, I say bad news, but uh, it's probably not bad news for the teams that won, it wasn't Ross County and Clyde. We'll come on to them. Uh, But it wasn't all bad news at the weekend, because for the first time in two months, we managed to get a winner. John Baird scored the first goal for Falkirk. And uh, after we worked out that we'd actually not had a winner since the 14th of November, not the 7th, like we had originally tweeted, we have now got a total, and I really should have brought this up before I started recording, of... three hundred and fifty. Six, I think it was. Three hundred and fifty six pounds and twenty eight pence in the charity betting.
1: Good old John Baird, he's come up for the goods for us before as well.
0: Yeah, that that's what put us on to the fact that we'd uh, we actually missed out a week. <laughs> <laughs> because it, the, the, the week of the fourteenth was the week he'd won the uh the charity bet for us the first time and it wasn't in the records. So we thought we were just short of three hundred quid, but when you added all that in, it's taken us up to three hundred and fifty. So we're actually done really well this season. And considering we haven't won about in two months, that's that's that says a lot for how we've done earlier on in the season.
1: Alright. So, uh, S- starting the new year as we've meant to continue.
0: That's that, Hopefully, hopefully it's a first of many ones for us, and we'll get as much as we can in the charity pot. But uh, no pressure on us later on. Now. We don't. Have much to, we don't have much to pick from either, because it's Scottish Cup weekend coming up. But we'll come on to that as we go. Um, well, we, we may as well start off in the the the, the war leagues because, as I say, uh, Clyde lost at the weekend there, and that was good news for Elgin City.
1: Very much so. They took full advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, good two 0 one against East Fife. Um, I mean, they're they're flying just now. They've uh, they've put a really good run of form together. They, I mean, the, the thing with Elgin had been that um, I mean they they remain unbeaten at home um, in the league this season. They've they've yet to, to be defeated at Burra Briggs, which is fantastic going. But that had kind of contrasted totally with their away form. Um, they they won on the opening day at Arbroath three 0 and then went seven league games away from home without a, a win, but they've they've sorted that out with with two uh, away wins in their last two two away games. So um, you know they seem to have really clicked both both home and away, which bodes really well for their title prospects. And it's actually yeah. the the first time they've ever topped the league after the, the turn of the year since uh, since they came into the SFL in in 2000. So um, I'm sure they'll be. They'll, well, they'll, the fans will be excited. I'm sure the, the team will be playing down their, their prospects of, of going all the way, but it'd be great but, to see them do that.
0: They're not the only ones because John's been keeping an eye on us the last few weeks. The bookies still have Elgin City as 5-1, to one, the league, one, League Two.
1: Right. And, and that's his favourite.
0: I mean, they've got Clyde right. at 5-2, uh, Queen's Park 11-4, and Annan Athletic at 3-1. Now, right. I know Annan and Clyde have both got a game in hand over Elgin yes. and, and Queen's Park above them, and it is, that is, that is very tight in that league, but I still think 5-1 to one is... There's good money to be had there. Uh, there think, is, I think it. so, yeah. Especially oh, if, I, as you say, they're, they're getting their, their away format uh, uh, together now, and that coupled with their unbeaten at home, they've got to be a good value for money.
1: Aye, they've got some good players in that squad as well, um, I and mean, there's a kind of a solid core that have been there for, for a few years. Uh, Craig Gunn being, being one of them. He's Another one that's maybe come up trumps for us this season in the in the charity bet.
0: I don't know if we've actually uh, won or, a Craig Gunn bet. Oh, we've we not won 21. one. Right. All I right. was I'm actually considering he might be a, a good bet this week, All given right. our our slum pickings.
1: One of the few league games, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's 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 been there for several years. But uh, they've added some some good quality players to their their squad this season. Um, remember Thomas Riley that was at Mirren last season. He's He's got a couple of goals in the, in the last couple of weeks, and, and Dylan Easton, young young player that was at St Johnston, uh, has had a couple of loan spells out out in the lower leagues. These these guys have both been signed up permanently. Um, Kyle McLeod's on loan from Ross County. He's another one that uh, Jim McIntyre certainly got high high hopes for. So um, a good blend of youth and experience uh, in that Elgin team, and you know, I would I would love to see them go all the way.
0: I know no, we're into January now. Did did they fear losing any of them?
1: Well, I think the the main concern is losing some of the guys that are on loan. Um, Kyle McLeod is a an attacker, and as we'll come on to in Ross County's case later, when we talk about the Highland Derby that happened this weekend, they're a wee bit short of striking options just now. So um, that that could be one that you know Jim McIntyre might want to recall McLeod there, but um, Jim Weir. Obviously a former St Johnson player has good links with you know with St Johnson. Um I think there are three guys on loan from from Saints at, at Elgin just now. And so I guess his main concern will be whether whether or not they are uh, you know, recalled by by their parent club. So, you know, four four loan players all all told. Um they want to, to keep as many of them intact in as, as
0: possible. Yeah, it's so it's a fair chunk of the squad when you look at it that way. Right?
1: because the the squad isn't as big as Clyde's as well I was down at a game um at broadwood between clyde and, and Elgin and some of the depth that, that clyde had uh on that particular day was uh you know certainly more than more than what elgin were, were able to a kind of boast in in amongst their their substitutes so um yeah i think there are teams in that league that, that have a bigger squad than than elgin so Perhaps that's maybe what uh, what reflects the, the five to one standing. But yeah. I mean, they, they, they've certainly they've, they've hardly put a foot wrong so far this this season. So, uh, long may that continue.
0: Well, it just goes to show the how one result can change us the division. Because we're looking at well, Clyde. Well, we did have Clyde in the charity bit, and then because they lost to Queens Park, they're now sitting fourth. Queens Park jumped over them as well.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, as you say, a couple of results can. Can make a big difference. Fine margins in that in that league. Um, I'm sure, you know, at the start of the season, Elgin would have been happy enough. They would have settled for a for a playoff position, and that's always been within their grasp. You know, even despite some of the the poor away results they've they've had, the um, you know they they've always kind of maintained their position in, in the top four. So, um, it will be interesting to see how it how it all unfolds. I mean, there will be some. Some big games coming up, obviously. Elgin are at uh Arbroath this this weekend, so um they're kinda down towards the the bottom end of the league and might be another one. Yeah, well exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> they're, they're six points off the playoffs.
1: <laughs> yeah, well exactly. It's it's <laughs> they're, they're also,
0: close. They're also only five points ahead of East Stirling, who are bottom. Who actually sure. had a decent weekend, because with they they're, uh their one over uh Stirling Albany. Has yes. brought Them up a bit closer because Montrose lost uh, and Berwick Rangers were postponed. Uh, yeah. stand in so. Yes. standard athletics, so it's got very tight in there. It's Berwick twenty-one, Montrose twenty. Easter on, on nineteen. So
1: absolutely. The thing. I mean, I guess most of the most of my contribution to this particular league revolves around Elgin. But um, their their problem last season was their their pitch was uh, you know badly. Badly waterlogged and that caused four consecutive home games to be to be postponed. Um around about this time of year, actually. Um when they came to be replayed, it meant that they had a very crammed fixture schedule. So um I think fatigue played its part in, in them not being able to sustain as strong a, a challenge for the playoffs as they would have liked. Um you know, if that's gonna happen to other clubs, then that could be you know something that works into Elgin's favour. because there's a lot to be said for for just getting points on on the board, and yeah. uh, although other teams may have games in hand, they, they still have to win them.
0: But yeah, that's that's the good news for Elgin is they they are now into the second half of the season. Uh what like you say, As if they can continue that little run of of, of getting the games played, it's, it can board well later on in the season. Because certainly Elgin are a bit they're a bit isolated this week actually, cause I'm just yes the, the, the teams that are in it. I mean other than our Broth and Montrose and. Um, Kinda of Angus area. Mm-hmm. East Fife and Fife obviously and everybody else is kinda of, they're all kind of southern teams.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I as far as uh, An Athletic and um obviously Berett Radio. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um,
0: I mean, Clyde are central belt and Starron Albion are central belt and he's still on a central belt and
1: Yeah. You know, I suppose the travelling factor cool. something that they've they've had to get used to since yeah. they've been in the league. Um, you know, they've they've never actually made it out of that that, you know, bottom tier. Um so yeah, no, they'll they'll be well used to that by now. Uh, dare say it's a journey that other teams won't relish as well, particularly in in midweek fixtures as well. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's any of them to come this season, but yeah, I certainly remember being at an Elgin against Annan game last season, and just wondering how on earth that was that was allowed. You know, a, a midweek fixture between Elgin and, yes, and Annan
0: was that a rearranged game?
1: I think it must have been. Yeah, it was around about November time as well, so it wasn't even as if it was a. A nice night for it. Uh, no, no, no. I think <laughs> I think it was I think it was a minibus, um, you know, that took the the Annan team up. But uh, I mean, it, the, 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 there were no away supporters. It was just committee members. It was you know, if, if ever there's a fixture that's you know going to drive supporters uh, <laughs> you know against the prospect of you know going away from home to follow their teammates. It's, yeah, it's, it's a long fixture like up. that, isn't it? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Elgin, if I remember, they joined the league with Peterhead, didn't they? The that's time. right. In,
1: yeah. in two thousand, yeah, yeah.
0: They, so uh, they, obviously Peterhead yeah. are now up in the, the league one and doing pretty well up there as well. they had a was four one against? Four one, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that was a great one for they're, them. They're sitting third, so I mean, they're in the they're in the playoff, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Peterhead came into the league at the, at the same time, um, and they've actually been promoted twice. They did take one setback. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Although they were they were actually in their first stint in well what used to be Division Two, they were uh, they were actually very close to going up to the well what's now the Championship. They uh, they were in the playoff. I think it must must have been the first year of the the lower league playoffs in the way they are now. Yeah. Um, they played against Partick Thistle, who were coming down the way from the from the Championship. Um, and they managed to. Uh, uh, I think they scored a, a last-minute goal at Balmore to to win that final place in the in the championship. It was very very close. Um, just look at where Partick are now, and <laughs> it's amazing amazing to think back that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it was when Partick were actually in the in the third tier because they did yeah they did fall that far at one stage. Yeah, as they, well. were,
0: they were in the third tier a few years ago. I remember that. Yeah.
1: But they certainly won the won the final place at Peterhead's expense. So. Um, but no, no, they've they've obviously consolidated their position under Jim McInally in League One and uh that's a yet another great result for them. As as you say, sitting sitting third in the table, they've managed to overtake uh Albion Rovers and, and energy
0: mm-hmm.
1: with uh, their last couple of results. So kind of just hanging on Air United's coattails really. Um
0: yeah, the, the air have kind of fallen away. A bit aye. There, but yeah, I mean, Peter Hedder's sitting closer to the air than the at the now, so. Yes, aye, so.
1: They'll uh, certainly fancy their chances of staying within those playoffs. Yeah,
0: And of course, they've got the, the Petrofac Training Cup uh, final to look forward
1: to as well. That's record. right, yeah. Uh, Hamden. Be out at
0: Hamden, yeah. Yeah, they'll be delighted about that. <laughs> After playing the semi-final at uh, Hamden.
1: <laughs> it doesn't often work out like that, even for the even for the the senior competitions. You don't yeah. often get that. Um, it's sort of, yeah, you know. Very often it's a, a semi-final at uh, you know Easter Road or Tynecastle, and then you've got the final at Hamden, But mm. uh, Peterhead have managed to get their two days out at the, the National <laughs> Stadium, so
0: uh,
1: fair marks to them.
0: Yeah, I mean um, Rangers will be heavy favourites for that, but uh, I yeah. mean Peterhead they'll give it their best, I'm sure.
1: I think with the, the crowd that Rangers will have as well, yeah. um, it'll be like a home game for them.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, mm.
1: But a great day out for Peterhead, and you know, great for them to be. To be making the finals of competitions like this, when you consider that you know a whole nine teams in the, the league above them had the, the opportunity as well, and, and you know they've managed to, to get in there ahead of them. So, um, not everything's going well for both of the, the kind of northern teams in the in the lower leagues just now. It's uh, you know they're both doing very very well within their respective divisions. Uh, you can't look past Dunfermline though for the, well, for the title there.
0: Now, you say that, but <laughs> see tweet earlier today? No, I don't know. They've that. suggested that Elbak2A uh, may be moving the hubs. Right, okay. Now, that could be an interesting move. Aye. I don't think he's... One. He's not quite on the same goal-scoring threat that he was at the very start of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Well, he's certainly... He's a go-ahead of uh, Joe Cardinal. Yes. Uh, but Moffat's also... Well, the, the, the top two scorers in the... League one are McAllister, Peter Head and Spencer, Cowden, Beast, but the next three are Elback, Toye, Cardo Moffat, Alden, Firman. So you can you can kind of see the film might get get away without having Back Toye in that team. But yeah, that could still, still throw, throw a top in the
1: works, yeah. though, aye. But uh, I, I, yeah, I,
0: I should say that's still a rumour at the moment, but yes, it tweeted that's wrong. I'm a bit more inclined to listen to. It. <laughs> aye, uh,
1: well for sure, yes, absolutely, for obvious reasons there. Um, but no, it was a uh, it was Michael Moffat that got the the two goals on, on Saturday wasn't it so yeah um, yeah, and then, he's maybe the one that's hit the purple patch just now uh, yeah, I think you know just with the crowds they're, they're getting as well I think there were over 5,000 there on, on Saturday which is
0: that's, kind of mis- that's good for them yeah, yeah. it's good to see as well because obviously they had their troubles with the, the financial uh, aspect of the game but yeah they are now, now under fan ownership. The, the The fans are obviously starting to buy into it again. Uh, they're going well in, in League One and look to be heading towards the championship, possibly next season. So, yep. it's it's good to see. They're, they're a good. They're, they're one of the the goods that uh, are uh, town community clubs as well. They are, yeah,
1: is, you know, yeah. To, I mean, so. Fife is you know a heartland of, of you know football. Uh, it's obviously when when Dunfermline team team's doing well, they'll they'll always be uh, you know well received by the the local fans there. So. Um, yeah, man, well, I that's I good to see. They'll fancy their chances of a wee upset against Russ County on, on Saturday in the camp. Yeah, i oh, yeah. sure we'll move on to that later then, uh, I guess, but uh, they've certainly got momentum on their, on their side going into that one.
0: It's, it's, it's all gone a bit long, long for air recently though, isn't it? Like we, we say they are getting closer to uh, Peter Ed in there and it was another defeating at a weight start now. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. Ocean Celtic in the cup at the weekend.
1: Yes, aye, that, that pairs them well for that that tie. Um, yeah, I mean that that's all almost like a. I want I want to say derby fixture. And I mean I suppose it's the, the closest <laughs> yeah. Stranraer have. But um, yeah, you know that's there's, there's there isn't too much that's that's close to them. But
0: oh yeah, I think we want to Queen of the South or something along the road as well. Maybe you know? yeah, Maybe yeah. Athletic, but neither run in that division. So yeah,
1: and, yeah,
0: they'll get 80 I think. And I that think that, it... that result got Stranraer out of the 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 playoff spot the relegation playoff, playoff spot, spot, yeah. spot yeah. got him up into 8th because Forfar dropped into that now
1: yes you uh, will be slightly kind of turbulent time for, for Forfar with Dick Campbell leaving
0: I mean, I, I, um, their game against Breakin was postponed the weekend Yeah, uh,
1: Breakin certainly looked to be to be toiling
0: uh, well I mean they're only 3 behind Forfar, so if won that game just yes. of them, they'd be level on points now so they'd have tightened up about bit there but yeah plenty to play for and, and in League One, and they're still what like, the, the the Championship is looking pretty uh, good as well. Because as we mentioned already, John Baird got the the only goal of the game um, for Falkirk. Yes, which I well, gave them second place back after Hibs had taken it after their one. They went the the overs like thanks to uh, the the penalty for Cummins. But uh, yeah, Falkirk are in that mix. Uh, they've played a the game more than the Rangers and Hibs, but. Uh, they certainly they the they are the team on form in, in that division at the moment. They've got oh, well, some
1: great momentum behind you, them, yeah.
0: Sure, Rangers would probably argue that now that they weren't having thumped on Barton now
1: Yes, <laughs> aye, but I mean fair play to Falkirk, you know, because um, you know they've they've been remarkably consistent. Um, I guess they've, uh, I think they, they obviously beat Rangers a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. um maybe in terms of games against the you know the two big teams in that league that, that would have made up for. Uh, I think a one 0 defeat they had against Hibs, which was very no, controversial as well.
0: Yeah, it was a one each uh, one. Uh, they w- they was, were leading right up until the 90th minute or something. Like that. That's and, right. Yeah. There was some debate over whether Hibs could have been offside or not, but
1: uh, that was a draw, was it? Sorry, yeah. Aye. It was, um, no, sorry. But yes, aye, I mean, obviously they've they've shown that they can get results against the, the you know the top two, you know the sorry the big two teams in, in that league, um, <laughs> and they certainly look like the you know the best equipped to to really. You know, fight until the, the very end. Uh, you know, against against strangers and Hibs, uh, yep. they'll certainly. You know, I, I suppose although the the uh, you know the second and third place teams, uh, you know, both do qualify for the for the playoffs. You'll know, you know they'll want to want to get in there at the the second round rather than have to play the you know the game against the the fourth place
0: team. Yeah. Uh, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It, well, I, I know two seasons ago it made a difference, but uh, yeah, yeah, the Rangers were were in uh, all three rounds of it last season.
1: That's right. Yeah, that probably did, you know, contribute to their downfall. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, may, may, very possible. Yeah.
1: So yeah, no, I mean, that's that's gonna be exciting all the way, all the way through.
0: I, I mean, the good news for Falkirk is there, there's absolutely no pressure on them because no. the Rangers and have are expected to to take the the automatic place up and then have the playoff against the, the Premiership team so,
1: That's so right, if
0: Falkirk can upset any of that at all then they're, they're having a great season and Yeah. to be honest I'd, I'd kind of like to see it, just to see what, uh, what would happen because you can't imagine uh, those that run the SPFL be too happy at Rangers and or Hibs spending yet another season in the Championship
1: No, no, the, the, they would see this as the opportunity for both of them to, to come up <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean Peter Houston said it himself just a few days ago, that you know, at the beginning of the season, there, their aim was the, the playoffs, and yeah. you know they're still very much on track for that. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they're making a a real fist of it, and amongst the you know the uh, you know the big two teams in, in the league, Rangers and Hibs, is uh, you know testament to you know just how well he's done there. Uh, but yes. there is such a gap between the top three and the rest of the league. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, um, it, it's already looking like it's going to be those three and another team in the playoff. Now, whether yeah. it's Ray Throvers, Queen of the South or Morton remains to be seen.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, I
0: mean, Murn may still fancy their chances. Haven't changed their manager to Alex Ray. Um, yeah, so. he's
1: had one, and, yeah, a couple and, of good results, a couple of poor Certainly,
0: ones, but... yeah, winning the, the, the Renfrewshire Derby. Yeah, I never, I never understood why it's called the Derby. No, if <laughs> it's Inverclyde that I'm playing, maybe that's it's right. maybe yeah. it's the, the the old school sort of name for it. Yeah, but I uh, yeah, I mean maybe. that that's that's the kind of result that can get you, you continue your season around as a, a win over your, your rivals.
1: That's right, yeah, because I mean after he won his first game, um,
0: Thump, yeah, because we had to be the charity a charity mate. <laughs>
1: that's right, aye, of course, aye, uh, he won one won his, I think he won his first game and then he lost against Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's maybe. There's, you know, thoughts that the bubble had already burst, but that was a brilliant result for them on 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 Saturday against Morton. That's not one that a lot of people would have expected, I guess, because you know Morton Morton have been something of a surprise package since yeah. they they came up. You know just just how well they've dealt with the, the league. Uh, they've obviously got Declan McManus back on loan, who was a, a huge hit for them last season. So, um, you no, know, that that one would have raised a lot of eyebrows. And good to see Lawrence Shankland on, on target again. He seems to have. Uh, you know, discovered the the goal trail. So uh, a big season for him. You know, going on loan from from Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not had too many chances in Aberdeen's first team, but um, you know, scoring a lot of goals in, in the championship. You know, on on a loan spell can can often breed a lot of confidence for when when you know he does return to to his parent team. So um, yeah, and be good to see him. Continue to, to rack them up,
0: yeah. And um, just we may as well finish off the championship. The Queen of South that uh, win over Livingston's moved them um, up above Morton. Uh, they're now they're, uh, two points behind us for that last playoff spot. So it's, uh, it's closing up a wee bit there, so it'll be interesting to see how that last player spot goes. Um, Certainly oh, I mean, Queen's
1: the last couple of years. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: a, yeah. F- could, yeah, they lost a f- quite a few players in the summer there. Oh, absolutely. Of, the of them, yeah. And the rovers have certainly had a decent start for the season. But um, it still looks quite tight there. And uh, we, we can't, I don't think we can discount Morton. No, um, not at all. Like you say, but, but having brought in Declan Mamanis, that that's, that's, could be the move that gets them the, enough to get them that final playoff spot. Um, I mean, Morton, despite the defeat to St. Martin, they're still six points ahead of their uh, local rivals. So... I mean that that could close up quite quickly, but uh, I'm sure. I think well, the separation doesn't.
1: Yeah, probably still two two more games between the two teams.
0: Yeah, I I would the imagine so because they, they're only we're sort of midway through the season, so uh, I think most I'm people, they uh, play all twice
1: again. Actually, no, no, I think I'm, I think I am wrong there. I think there there already has been one at Capello. Uh, there was one early in the season, and there was there was one at uh, ah. at Paisley as well, which Martin won late on. I seem to remember.
0: Yes, yeah, um, that's. Um,
1: so yeah, no, there's, there's three games in, but uh, no, I mean if, if Saint Mirren do win the the last round for our derby, then uh, it would certainly do a lot, go yeah. a long way towards closing that that gap. So plenty, plenty of twists and turns still to go.
0: Definitely. All right, so we'll turn our attention to the the top flight, where it's been a busy little time because we did have games before and after the turn of the year. Uh, sadly, we didn't get anything at Dens Park in midweek because uh, the match was postponed, so Celtic uh, missed out. Uh, but the, the night before, when we last recorded a podcast with, with uh, me and John, the Ross County and game was going, and I believe you were there.
1: I was, yeah, yeah, I was at that game. Um, I mean, at that stage, County had a bit of uh, a bit of momentum behind them after having uh, done really well to to come back from a losing position against Dundee. Um, they scored five goals that day, and Liam Boyce got a hat trick. So there was a there was a real kind of swagger about County at, at the start of that game, and they they deservedly took the lead after eleven minutes with Craig Curran scoring. That's Boyce's strike partner. So I guess maybe have his time to grab a bit of the limelight, but um, against the runner play entirely, Kilmarnock then found themselves two one up, um, goal either side of uh, half time and it was a position that seemed you know very improbable given how how well county had started the game but i guess you know they they had to county had come from behind to to beat them 5-2 in that that previous game and that's exactly what they did again um michael gardine was the, the key behind that he uh powered in a couple of really good strikes from very similar positions Yeah, it was
0: it was kind of the same goal twice i thought but yeah, I, I, yeah. I wasn't quite the same goal because i think orvin uh Put a pass in for the first one, and then Gardin kind of created the second one himself.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. He was he was released with a great pass from Irvine for the second, well, for for his first and county second, which levelled it up again. That that was only two minutes after Kelly had scored. So to you know to equalise again so soon really would have knocked the stuffing out of um, out of Gary Locke and his team. But uh, it was it, all the three goals kind of came down the same flank, and it was the young Kelly right back, Mark O'Hara, that was kind of. Kind of beaten for all three of them, so he he was hooked quite shortly after the third goal. And um, Gary Locke said afterwards that it was a uh, just one of those nights for him. Uh, Gardine was pretty much unplayable, though he was, um, you know, and he was just jet-heeled and uh, knew where the knew where the goal was. Um, those goals actually took him. He he set a record that night. He he became county's record goal scorer in the football league. Right.
0: Um, yes, but I, I, I was talking. John mentioned us last week, right? And he said it was a. That it was. He became Ross County's all-time top scorer. Yes. Now, my thought immediately when I heard that was surely somebody when they were in the Highland League scored more than about the fifty odd goals he's got now. Yeah,
1: sixty. I, is it sixty? Oh, yes. Okay. I bang on sixty. Right,
0: yeah. So yeah. So, so what you're saying that is the football league since it, it's the. It's the football league. Ninety-four. Yeah.
1: Ninety-four. Um, I took Sean who had scored fifty nine, I think. So he, he, he obviously first go it and then Julian took it again um minutes later. Um mm-hmm. no I couldn't obviously with, with these guardings had four smells at K back he was well going back to uh, Celtic, I think there were very, very high hopes for uh, a Alone spell I can't remember who the picture was it might have been Scott Leach actually uh, when the when County were in, in the lower division. Then he came back permanently a couple of years later. Uh, obviously the team had, uh, reached the Irish Cup first, he lost to Dundee United in uh, 2010. Uh, he then left a couple of years later. In fact, he, he helped County win the league, but by then he'd already signed a contract with United, uh, that was twenty twelve. So went for I mean he was there for three years, but he spent the last two of them on Low first place, Larnock and then the final was on Lick County again. Latter. Helped keep up and then permanently for a, but another at this so he's uh served the surf club well.
0: Yeah. I, I, you're breaking up a wee bit at the moment.
1: All oh,
0: right. <laughs> so ah. I, th- I think we managed to get the gist of that. About it, uh, you said there was like, four spells. That the Guardians had yes. Ross County now. So okay. So I, th- I, think we, I think we managed to get the gist of that. Just about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might be my signal or, or something.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I like what you say? I mean, it started itself. think he's had his time. Come on, and Dundee United and Yeah. But uh, yeah, it seems it just seems to affect Ross County.
1: I think I think that's it, yeah, because the uh, player that there were high hopes for when he was coming through the youth ranks at Celtic yeah um never never quite got his chance there, but uh you know when he did move to dundee united he's 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 a Dundee lad as well, so you know moving to United would have would have been a big one for him, yeah, but it never quite worked out for him there either I think he had a really good first season and then I like you say went on load to Kilmarnock. um he spent the the third season of his Dundee United contract back on loan at County for a, a third spell and helped keep them up so um, obviously by then I think he, he must have sussed that County where the, the best football of his career has, has been and yeah. um, he's carried that on to this season I think that's one of seven goals for the for the campaign now so he's become a a very important player for them and nights like Tuesday he he really was very difficult for uh, you know, opposition defence to, to handle.
0: And I think Ross County are going to need this kind of scoring, but uh, William Boyce being out injured for the next is it four weeks is due.
1: Yeah, at least four weeks. Yeah. It was a hand injury, which, I mean, un, unbeknown to me, he actually picked up during that Kilmarnock game. It wasn't until the build up to the Cali Thistle game that, that we realised he'd, he'd broken his hand. I'm not sure if Boyce himself even realised perhaps he'd broken his hand, um, at, you know, at the time but uh, it's one that the, the test's confirmed and that's a huge blow for, for County because he's on 17 goals for the season, which is a fantastic return.
0: Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, like most of the strikers in Scotland tend to be aimed for the 20 mark and the yeah. like that, they've had a fantastic season. So with him being only three short of it and we're just, uh, just coming to January now, then he would still fancy he'll probably get the, the, the 20 mark when he comes back. I think to he back, would,
1: but... yeah, because he should be back, um, you know, in a, in a few weeks' time. But, mm-hmm. you know, importantly... He could miss the, or looks like he will miss the the League Cup semi-final against Celtic. Is uh, he going to be that month? long? Yeah. Well, four weeks. I mean, that that's a month.
0: So yeah, kind of. Um, He's kind of. It's just a bit too soon for him, maybe. Might but... it might be, but
1: you know, you I'm sure. Know. I'm sure if he
0: can make it, he will, will. Yeah, definitely the future.
1: If there's half a chance, then I'm yeah. sure he will manage to get himself back into contention for it. Um, but it doesn't rain, but it pours, within 17 minutes of the. Of the game, Craig Curran. Uh, sorry, this is the, the derby I'm referring yeah. to here. Craig Craig Curran also went went off. Um, he had a, a head knock, which is something that has troubled Craig Curran earlier this season. He he had a really bad reaction to a concussion that he got uh, down at Kilmarnock and that resulted in, in him having kind of dizzy spells for you know several weeks. Um, you know, just intermittent dizzy spells, which. Obviously, it's not something you want to be messing around with. So,
0: no, no, I think,
1: no, I think when there was a when you know when there was a head knock that he um, you know felt groggy after on Saturday, Jim McIntyre was in absolutely no doubt about you know bringing on Brian Graham, who himself was only coming back from uh, a couple of couple of weeks out with a, a groin injury. Um, so, an actual fact, the, the strike partnership that that played most of the game in the derby on on Saturday was. Brian Graham and, and Alex Schalk, the, the Dutchman who was making his, his first start. Now um, you know the, the two of them hadn't played together before, so I guess there's a lot resting on on the two of them to you know to try and uh, you know find the find the target. Uh, you know if, if Curran's going to be out for for a wee while too, um, there's certainly a void to be filled there between Curran and Boyce. The two of them have got uh, 24 goals between them this this season, so. Um, you know they'll.
0: It's a big fill.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be a concerning one. I mean, there might be a case to bring in a, a lone a loan striker. Um, I mentioned Kyle McLeod, who's been doing well for for Elgin on on his loan spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, there could be a case for him to to come back, but obviously he's still very young. He's he's never actually made his county debut to date, so. Um,
0: no, I think all okay, comes yeah. whether they'll be out how long uh, the lights of Cardinal will be out. I mean you'd yeah. imagine he's not about too long I and mean, we'd boys out for four weeks. Yeah. They might sorry. risk not bringing them back and just leaving them at hey, Elgin for the rest of the season. But yeah. I mean if, if it was anybody else you would just be probably to go on anybody they can.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it, it's a great opportunity for Graham and, and Schalke who yeah, you know, they different... haven't haven't been given as much of a uh you know, a, a chance from the start as they would have liked. They've both been predominantly used as, as substitutes this season so um, no uh, good opportunity for, for the two of them to, to stake their claim
0: mm-hmm. I suppose it was a kind of different story for Inverness because uh, well, yeah. they, they, they got the win in a in Derby um, it was a nice little flick from from story
1: yeah it a, was and
0: think... a, ta- a tangy free kick which was hardly an unusual occurrence this week
1: no no that's <laughs> uh, remarkable that yeah it's his third consecutive free kick um, yeah uh, third 3 kick in two games. He also scored at Pitodry and the two-two the draw last Saturday. Um, that was a, a penalty, so he's been a bit of a set-piece specialist for yeah. for Inverness over the uh, the last few games. But uh, I mean, this one wasn't one I'm sure he would have he would have had planned out. Uh, I, I suppose when you're when you're a, a player that's going to swing in a delivery from a, a wide position, <laughs> it's probably on your mind to. To try and make it swing in towards the far post in case no one gets a touch on it, but he certainly wouldn't have had it uh, had it planned. It wasn't it wasn't deliberate. It no, it was I mean, it was
0: definitely <laughs> I, well. I, I was it was maybe deliberately on target, but I think yes. the intention was it was to get someone to get the end of it. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't to be and it went straight in. So I mean, purely so.
1: defended, but uh, yeah, the story one was uh, an interesting one too. I mean, I, th- I think the, the shot from James Vincent was probably going in anyway, but. Um, that made it eight goals in 16 games for for Story. He's been a, a big hit since he arrived in the Highlands. But his loan deal is due to end this week. Actually, he's um, as as it stands, his last game will be will be against Stirling Albion in the in the cup this weekend. So uh, Inverness desperate to keep him. He's indicated he wants to to stay as well. Uh, he hasn't been getting much of a, a chance down at Swindon, where he's on loan from. So.
0: Um, well, I, I don't know what position Swindon are in, but you might think they want they want to keep him at Inverness for the rest of the season.
1: Well, given yeah, I mean he's well, getting the games. Yeah, he is. Yeah, and he's scoring, scoring goals. Um, he's said himself it's probably the the best stint he's had in his career. Uh, playing regularly, scoring. Um, Swindon have just uh, lost their, their manager. Uh, his name escapes me. Uh,
0: that could ste- be part of a sticking point.
1: Yes, their manager stepped down for for health reasons, I think, uh, last week. So there's a wee bit of uncertainty there, but story is in no doubt. He wants to stay, so he's only 21. Uh, sorry, 22. He turned 22 yesterday. Uh, no, he turned 22 today, in fact.
0: <laughs> so, um, it up.
1: So yes, I, he's still at a very young age, and the fact he's getting regular football, which he wasn't when he was down at Swindon, is, uh, you know going to be a huge draw factor for him. Um he's happy he's playing in a, a team that's picked up a wee bit as well, Inverness are, are actually undefeated in, I think it's five five games now. Mm-hmm. Uh they finished November. It's finished December with uh, uh you know an unbeaten unbeaten run. They, their last loss was against Celtic at uh, at Cali Stadium. Yep. Uh, back in back in November so you know their their season's been fraught with inconsistency, which has largely been down to the injuries they've had. But um, they certainly look like they're back on track now, and that result moved them into the into the top six. So they're now sort of right on on county's coattails. Yep. Uh, they'll really want to to overtake them to make sure that they remain top dogs in the north.
0: Of course, yep. And I just go back to the the Wednesday game. I mean, talking mm-hmm. uh, about I, I don't know if you've seen much of the highlights but from what I've seen Story had a couple of chances at nil. They maybe yes. should, should have done better with, but. as we've already mentioned Tangie scored twice from three kicks um, there was a deflected effort from Polworth for yeah. 2-0 but I, I, mean, uh, fair, I mean fair play to Hamilton they came back twice for, for 2-0 down and then for 3-2 down but um, what a goal to win it
1: oh remarkable was <laughs> not it yeah Polworth's another one that's turned into a bit of a, a goal machine he did only scored one goal In his career prior to this season, and it it wasn't even last year either. Uh, It was a good couple of years ago, um, March 2014, Um, and he was a player that you know had only been used kind of sparingly, um, you know, as a as a substitute mainly uh, by by John Hughes. I mean, last season only made six appearances. It was actually a bit of a surprise that he he got a a new contract at the end of last season. Uh, Got a new one-year deal though. And uh, I mean, making the most of it. Yeah, he, he is making the <laughs> most of it. Yeah, he got his chance when when you know injuries were were at their worst for Inverness. But there's certainly no way they could they could drop him now because oh. uh, particularly in recent weeks he's he's scored you know, prior to that that derby on Saturday he, that you know the wonder goal against Hamilton made it four goals in three games for him. So um, you know really really impressive performer and. One that uh, all of a sudden is going to probably be, you know, one of the the main priorities in terms of, you know, keeping, uh, you know, on a yeah. on a deal beyond, uh,
0: you know, the the summer. Well, certainly, if he's only on a one year deal, he, he can technically speak to people about pre contract now. Yeah, which would, would, would be a bit disappointing if uh, if that was to happen. But certainly, I mean, what you say, he came in f- due to the injuries, and he, he's is exactly what you want. A player that's on the sidelines, you want him to come in and take their chance, and he's done that certainly he's now one of the, the important names in the team sheet for Inverness.
1: Very much so and um, there is a void to fill there because Ryan Christie obviously is not coming back.
0: Yeah, Inverness. he's, he's gone back to um, you, you might know better than I will but what is this, the, the status of his injury?
1: Yeah, it's expected to keep him out until the end of this month um, right. so it's it's another Just few weeks February, yet. Right. Yeah, possibly possibly up to that. Um, so it's it's one that you know might not see him for a wee while but I think there's probably a lot to be said for you know for Celtic keeping him at close quarters. Um, you know, he'll be able to use their um you know, their equipment, their facilities to
0: And he'll get to know his teammates as well over the next month.
1: Exactly. Very good thing. Once he does get back onto the training pitch as well, uh, you know, that'll be important, you yeah. know, just to just to bed into the surroundings because it's a big move. It's uh an altogether different atmosphere. Oh yeah, um,
0: definitely. There's a lot more pressure.
1: Huge, huge amount more. So I've no doubt he will, he will come good uh, at, at Celtic. I think he's in, in for a, uh, you know, a great career. He might have to be patient with, with Celtic, but uh, no, well, he certainly got the raw talent. The, I, you know, there I, are...
0: I don't think as many players going to be keeping him out of the team at the moment. As, as maybe a point. Yeah. I'd say that it depends who uh, Ronnie Dayle decides to pick But uh, I mean, what you, you, could also make that same argument with Scott and Allen. Scott Allen can't get a game. Yes, aye.
1: No, that's that's very true. Yeah. yeah, you you. I mean, you would think that you know if the team isn't performing so, well, you know, these guys are, you know, in amongst it at the at the eye time in terms of their development and in terms of their prospects of getting a a shot at it. But uh, you know, perhaps that's just something that Dialas and, and they're not quite yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm they're Time will come for, for both Alan and uh, Christy. They're both fine, yes. you know, and both both do well of Scottish.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean from a Celtic perspective, I'm I'm hoping that they can come in and make a difference because at the moment Celtic are just kinda of looking a bit stale and needing a few more ideas. Um well, they obviously they beat that particular sort of the weekend there, but it was a a late goal thanks to a deflected effort for Commons, it fell nice, went to Lee Graffiti's pass and he put the ball in the net, but I mean, Griffiths has been injured the last couple of weeks, and it just hasn't really been anybody stepping up and uh, beat on himself, sent off at the, the weekend there, so they're going to be missing a defensive midfielder, when we've already got Scott Brown out injured. Let's um, what, what say, Lee Griffiths has been injured, and we've not really had much out in that Chief G. No. Um, anyway, he did have a penalty claim in, in the game against this, but... It was one of those ones that looked to me like the 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 defender got the ball. It was maybe a bit rash in the way he went in, but it, it it definitely seemed to get the ball. Um, Tom roderick has been been probably one of the the highlights for uh, this season for Celtic, and, and I know he had a, he also had a penalty claim actually in the game. Uh, he had a shot that appeared to have blocked William Lindsay's arm, but um, uh, there was nothing coming from the referee for that either. I mean. It was one of those efforts that was on target. It was going into the net if, if Lindsay hadn't stopped it. So you could probably say it was going to be a handball and apparently he was going to have a red card for it as well. But um, uh, yeah, um, there was another effort for Chief G that was flagged for offside, which unfortunately Sportsman's camera angle was rubbish and they barely touched on it anyway. So I've no idea. It, it was annoying because it was a really nice finish for Chief G And I, I mean, if that's the kind of thing that can kick on your confidence, and I get the impression Chief G is very reliant on his confidence. So he could do with just a, a wee run of goals or something, but I think if Griffiths is coming back fit and he's going to be the first choice, and, and Chiefy might find himself back in the bench again. But um, I, I mean, just to to, to focus on Partick Thistle, though, um, it was it was almost a great run of uh, results for them because they were they were unlucky not to get something at Celtic Park. Uh, after a late goal by Griffiths, but then that was one hot on heels and playing the the team currently second in the league, Aberdeen up at Patodre.
1: Yeah, yeah, a uh, good point for them at Pataudry. Um I mean, I, I haven't seen uh, the highlights from from that one myself, but uh, by all accounts, you know, it wasn't wasn't Aberdeen's greatest performance. I think perhaps something that, that maybe played into their hands there was the fact that their their previous game. Um, was it against Motherwell? It was. It was to be. It was. It was postponed. Um, so they had a. They did a fair, fair bit of rest there. Where Aberdeen were forced to kind of scrap until the the dying moments of their game against Inverness to, to salvage something out of that game, and perhaps that took its toll because I think some of the the players who were who performed well in that cali Thistle game, McGinn being the the main one, um, sounded as if he was a wee bit jaded when it came to play came To play against Partick, so um, I, I think the, the frustration was mainly born out of the fact that you know, opportunity missed with yeah,
0: with, uh, you know, with the of Celtic going top. yeah, it. exactly.
1: Um, two opportunities missed, I suppose, when you look at you know, Celtic uh, dropping points at Tincastle,
0: but yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, it's funny that week because that was more Aberdeen felt like they'd rescued a point, whereas um, Celtic thought like they'd been three,
1: yeah yeah that's that's right um i mean that that was a bizarre game the one against uh, Cali Thistle. That, that i was at that one but uh you know aberdeen were you know pretty well matched by inverness uh you know they found themselves 2-0 down um inverness would have you know had every every right to be in that position they they managed the game very very well and uh you know nipped all of aberdeen's threats in in the bud and managed to create chances themselves
0: and Ed um, shot yeah. himself in the foot by giving McGinn the ball.
1: Well, that's it's right, yeah, that's adleria, yeah. sometimes the chink of light that, that they need, yeah. Uh, I, I, know,
0: I, from... do, I do think Wally Kong cancelled himself out in that game, though, because I don't think either penalty was a penalty.
1: No, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> not, I mean, not for the first time, Wally Kong either.
1: No, no, that's <laughs> right. Uh, he, he ended up being the main talking point from
0: from that match. and Unfortunately, uh, yeah. It's just and it
1: was, it's was one effort. of many very good games that, you know, we, we had the privilege of watching over the over the festive season. Uh, obviously, that one yeah. wasn't on television, but when you look at, uh, you know, the the game at Ibrox between Rangers and Hibs, the, the game at Tynecastle between Hearts and Celtic...
0: Um, yeah, we've not been short of goals, I mean, certainly. No. We, 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 both that were going for this, and, Verness, uh, and uh, the Hearts and Celtic were two each. The the game at Ibrox was 4-2, like you mentioned. Yeah, um, we've, we've just spoken about, what the what was, it, was it the 5-2 with Ross County? Yeah, yeah. 4-3 um, at Hamilton. 4-3 at Hamilton yeah. in the midweek there. Uh, we never mentioned Hamilton's other game this week, which was a three each at, uh, against one Yes, I... aye. <laughs> it's been a few goals, since certainly uh, the, in the festive period. And, I mean, I'm... I've mentioned elsewhere that I'm a bit torn when it comes to whether we should be playing through the festive period or not because yep. the weather's garbage. We have lost a few games in the Cab.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: The festive period. But there's something about the festive period that just generates excitement in the football. And I think, yeah. I th- I th- I think the, the results have borne that quite well as well. And you know, we just rained off a bunch of score lines over the festive period. And there's fantastic entertainment there if you can get it.
1: Great excitement, yeah.
0: I think you except know, it's having Barkovsky bundled. Well, yes,
1: well, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's the <laughs> one game that kind of bucks the trend. Yeah, but yeah, from having spoken to a few kind of footballers in interviews over the last few weeks, um, I think the consensus is they could probably do it without it, but it's something that they're used to, and they kind of, you know, as you say, there's something you know quite nice about playing football pretty constantly at this at this time of year. Um it is something that you know, the calendar's always worked in. Massive amount of games at this at this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, the never, are entertained by three,
0: that two week spell and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Um you know, I'm sure the players will be glad to get back to a normal routine. But,
0: I would imagine uh, so. Yeah, I, I'm always felt a bit sorry for them because, like, I mean, most of us are with our families in Christmas, and then mm-hmm. like, Boxing Day is always a traditional football calendar day, which is uh, it means they're in training basically on Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, when you look at Inverness uh, and Ross County, for example, over the uh, the last couple of weeks or the last seven days, should I say? Um, I mean, they're obviously the two clubs that are kind of furthest away from the,
0: yeah.
1: you know, the. I suppose the, the beaten track, <laughs> uh, you know the the central belt, if you like. But I mean, the
0: I mean Ross County it's, it's had... good they got the fixture against each other in there. So I mean, they did. there is a break for the travelling for the two of them.
1: Yeah, but something John Hughes pointed out after the game was to compare the two. Ross County had two home games leading up to that, and and their one away fixture was in Inverness just yeah. over the bridge, whereas no, yeah. Inverness had back to back away fixtures, one in Aberdeen and one in one in Hamilton. So.
0: Uh, uh, that's, uh, they, they couldn't even just like, stay down the central belt because one of them is Aberdeen, like you mentioned.
1: Yeah. Yes, aye, exactly. Uh, which I mean is probably one of the closer games for them, but uh, it's by no means is it is it close? You know, it's it's a hundred miles. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, no, <they're>,
0: a <laughs> hundred miles is close.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's that's the territory that they they deal with. Yeah. But, you know, as uh, you know, there aren't too many. Kind of senior teams up in up in this area so um yeah no it's it's been a a tough period for the for the Inverness players I I guess uh, I suppose the the good thing is that most of them are, uh, are from down south anyway you know very very few of them are actually from mm. uh, from Scotland or other parts of Scotland you know which might have made them more inclined to spend Christmas day down you know with their with their family in in Glasgow or Edinburgh or, or whatever um, you know obviously there's no chance of them getting down to England for the day uh, no. so you know these, these guys would have been you know would have been having a kind of home from home in the in the Highlands anyway so uh, you know not, not, no need for any for any travelling on you know throughout the throughout the festive period apart from the apart from the football
0: There's one derby we haven't mentioned of course and uh, this is probably what I've done the United fans or turn off yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's it's not looking good for them at the moment, is it? Not in the slightest,
1: no. Oh. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, they lost
0: three to uh, uh, Hearts in, in midweek as it was. Um, uh, Did they take the no, yep. lead in that game? No, yeah. they got a penalty in the first. But, um, it was uh, a bit of a soft one, I but, uh, not, not, Well, I mean, contrasted with the Hearts penalty, and it's the difference is night and day, because Hearts was a stone model.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, obviously, Durnan gets sent off. Uh Probably way as well. Last man kind of, kind of thing, and that obviously kept him out of the, the derby uh, at the weekend. Although
1: that's uh, not something that would have disappointed too many Dundee United well, fans, because uh, I mean he's 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 a player that I've noticed on forums has been getting quite a hard time. Uh, a guy that there were a lot, you know, high hopes for. Did very well at Queen of the South, and a player that you know Jim McIntyre wanted to sign for Ross County in the in the summer too. Um, but you know he's getting a wee bit. Of a, Hard time there, so uh, I think confidence is maybe maybe quite low.
0: Yeah, I mean I think the the, the confidence being quite low is a, a, a kind of common feature that the United unfortunately Yes, because uh, obviously the results aren't going too well. From they took the lead in the derby, um, again another uh, another lead that they've let slip. Um, I think the, the 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 really sad thing from this was the the, the challenge. Um, yeah. Was that the same free kick that Don United then scored from?
1: It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, so he conceded the free kick and went off injured. Yeah, I, uh, and I think I, he was I'd booked in... for the challenge as well, which was See, I th- unfortunate.
0: I thought it was pretty harsh because I thought it was a good, solid challenge.
1: Aye, yeah. I
0: mean, obviously he has apparently fractured his knee. Yeah, which is a horrible, sounding injury.
1: That's oh, a kneecap. Yeah, no, that's that, for a player that you know has suffered a bad time of injuries wise yeah, in the past. Probably. It's yeah. really, really heartbreaking. So. Uh, wish him the best with that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope he got to see that his team had <laughs> not turned it around. Yeah. yeah it a, I mean, it was obviously a, no charity from Blair battle. <laughs> no, <laughs> the absolutely. That but, was a wonderful uh,
1: strike. And, yeah. I thought United were actually worth their lead at that stage. I mean, you know, watching the game live, I thought they were Yeah. They were, They were. were looking good.
0: And I think, I think it's, it's it's starting to become a bit of a common theme for Denny United. It's not only did they take the lead, they only had a few more chances just yep. to just take them. And the longer that went on, the more Dundee came into the game, and then obviously Dundee managed to get the two goals.
1: Yeah, I mean the equaliser uh, was a gift from yeah, Kawashima, oh, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: definitely. I mean, it's like that was his first game for Dundee United. Like, yeah, it's uh, not the greatest of starts to do that kind of thing in the derby. Well,
1: it's not. I mean, particularly considering how long they've they've been waiting for him to come into place, because I mean they've they've flitted between Zwick and Shromnik over the last few weeks and. I think you know Pat the made no secret of his uh, desire to have Kawashima in, you know, as a matter of urgency. So he sees him as being the you know the solution there, uh, and obviously has done for some time. It's obviously been delayed for for, for several weeks because of his uh, work permit and international clearance. But um, you know, having watched the game at the time, he was doing absolutely fine until that stage. He looked really, really <laughs> yeah. comfortable. Um, and then just a moment of madness, um, just got powder puff contact on on the punch, and I couldn't really have put it into a you know a worse position right in front of the the on form Kane Hemmings. So, uh, I mean, what a shot in the arm that would have given Dundee going into the into the break.
0: Oh, definitely, yeah. And I, I, I think the the winner was a bit of a deflection as well. But uh, yes, but that that it's that kind of thing that just. It's, when you're already in a bad run to get unlucky deflections that get cost you points, it's just it's just so And when like, they are starting to come a wee bit on at the bottom there now. It's the, the games are uh, adding up. They are, they've played a game west and come on look, but they are eleven points behind them.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: and, uh, it's not looking good. No, it's not at all. I mean, I, I know obviously um, come going up picked up a point. at hope my hearts did uh, it the, the, the weekend as well. But, um, yeah, it was a kind of, it was an odd game, that one. I mean, the Hearts, there was a issue with the first goal. The Hearts the reckoned there was a foul on Oshiniwa.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. was Osh, Osh, another player that, uh, I guess, has been, maybe considered to have been a bit of a, a disappointment by by some of the, you know, the Hearts fans.
0: I know Laurie was quite excited about him signing a, Yeah, the summer, but... He doesn't seem to have quite managed to hit the expectations.
1: Yeah, no, I, sure I think, I, I'll be honest. I think we're quite
0: high. Yeah. I don't think it was even a foul. No. I think I think he was muscled off the ball, by um, and 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 then went on and scored the goal. But I, th- I th- he, he probably should have been more tough. And to be honest, I've seen I've seen defenders go down quite easily under that kind of pressure. And they didn't get a free kick. What's your name? Know, might be standing his feet, and that did not Yeah. But, um,
1: I suppose they got the perfect response, hearts still with yeah. uh, Riley scoring right on half time.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think McDonald was a wee bit unlucky with it. haven't touched the, the, the initial save touched out in the post, but it just broke for yeah. For the, but um, uh, I think that the deflection for the second goal as well there's nothing McDonald could do with that. So no, I think from, from McDonald's perspective, he's probably delighted that McGinnis could equalise. Yes, which to be fair to McGinnis, that was that was well done because he was, I thought he's been held the entire time. <laughs> Based on why she got him the ball home. So, ah, so when, I feel there's a, for
1: that. when there's a will, there's a way with mm. Big Josh, he's a he's a pretty uh oh, bit of a battering ram of, a, of an attacker <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah.
1: On, always you know, relishes a duel. Um really coming on to a, a game with Kilmarnock this season and it's good to see that actually.
0: Yeah, and he's obviously when they build up to the, the European Championships, isn't yep. so he's got that to look forward to. But uh, certainly, on's point has nothing to do with him. He's, he's buying in the goals alright, it's, it's, it's keeping him out that to have the, the trouble. Yeah. But uh, again, it's funny because McDonald's, anytime I've seen McDonald, he's played pretty well in, in goal. But it's a game like this, it's, it's deflections and. And like uh, rebounds and things like that, that seem to beat them. But
1: yeah, I think I think that is the consensus that he's had a well a very big part to play in Kilmarnock uh, You know, not being a little bit closer to Dundee United. Uh, I think you know they're not in a great position at the minute, Kilmarnock, But. They would you know they could be an awful lot worse off without McDonald. Yeah,
0: uh, or without
1: some of the interventions he's made over the over the recent weeks.
0: Yeah, I mean they're certainly sitting there on twenty one points in the eleven spot. But when you consider Hamlet are twenty three, Thistle are twenty four, Muller are twenty five, Dundee are twenty six, yeah. best of the top six above them. They're all they're a couple of games away and it's not well, That's right not yes. a drift like Dundee United are, which is that's is, yeah. it's, 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 that's, that's the difference. McDonald's getting McDonald's making sure they get a point instead of none, or he's making sure they get three points instead of just one. Yep. Yeah, um, that's the kind of thing that can keep you up.
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And Hamilton are the team that you know haven't won in a, a few, a few weeks now. That's uh, you know looking like a, a wee bit of a, a slump. But obviously another thrilling game uh, in that in that derby. They they left that yeah. one late, in making sure they got a point out of that one.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not sure Keith Lazar was too happy about it. No,
1: no I no.
0: don't think it was much doubt in Keith Lazar's first booking, the second booking, I thought it was pretty harsh. Right, Because... I suppose it's it's technically a penalty because the ball has moved towards the hand. I'm not entirely convinced it was all that deliberate. I think the hand was up. I'm not sure they deliberately put the hand up to batter it away, you know? though. This, this is where we have the debate about unnatural position, whether it's actually part of the guidelines or not.
1: <laughs> because yes,
0: we have that conversation in this podcast so often, and the guidelines actually say that it's, it's a difference between ball-to-hand and hand-to-ball counts, which Nine times out of ten means if your hand's in an unnatural position and you're trying to play the ball with it, you can understand it. But I was trying to think of an example last night when I was watching sports. scene of of an incident where your hand might be in an unnatural position because you're trying to play the ball. And I was thinking, what if you're claiming for offside and somebody pings a (laughs) crosser?
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: If you're claiming for offside, you haven't put your hand up to play the ball. You've put your hand up to claim offside. If, If the attacker then pings that ball against your hand, that's not a handball because it's not deliberate.
1: Aye.
0: Although your hand's in an unnatural position.
1: So that'd... I'm sure the day will come. Uh, it's not something I've seen before myself, but.
0: No, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's you'd have be very unlucky for that to happen. Aye, it's an interesting point though. It's a it's, it's certainly an incident that, that could happen. So. Yeah. My defence for the unnatural position being a load of nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, what you say, it was a an entertaining game that's I mean that's seven goals in midweek and then six goals at the weekend and, and Hamilton games so uh, I they don't do
1: half measures do they?
0: Well, if they're going to go along to a Premiership game Hamilton's your bush why? <laughs> right I think that's probably us for the the, the, the chat for what's going on uh, in the last week because time's marching on and we still haven't even touched on the Scottish Cup fourth round no of course oh actually that's not true we have slightly touched on the Scottish Cup fourth round because you yes a couple of times but
1: um I want to cover
0: though yeah I, 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 there's a good few fixers this is, uh, this is when the Premiership team is joining us um, it all starts on Friday night with St Mern and Partick Thistle which could be quite a good game I mean St Mern obviously their new manager at home uh, against a, a Thistle team who have had a couple of decent results if Thistle are probably glad they're not going to some like Aberdeen and Celtic they? yes. <laughs> they're going along the road to, uh, to well I was going to say off street there but you know, it's new St Mern Park <laughs>
1: Yes, um, I would mean, fancy Thistle there. I mean, the, the the form that they they you know they have built up, barring the Celtic game on Saturday, of course, yeah. um, which you know there is a consensus they were a wee bit unfortunate there. Um, I don't think that'll have dented their confidence too much. And, uh,
0: no, yeah. I don't think so. I think they'd be disappointed they lost, but uh, I don't yeah. think, think they will be too gutted uh, when they look back in it because I don't think they don't usually get anything off Celtic so I think they looked at that fixture at the start of the season and went well we just get that off yes <laughs> we'll get points elsewhere and again it's, 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 it's a team in a lower league this is almost they're expected to win it especially in the, in the recent form so so yeah you would fancy that um, there's a good few games on Saturday at three o'clock obviously that's the traditional kind of time Um Games that might be worth noting Dundee, Falkirk, that could be quite entertaining. Very much so, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the one I've packed out actually, East Bright, Lowden, Cecil Hutchinsville. Well. Yes. This is a non team in the first round. I mean, yes. mean, that's, that's guaranteed, so I'll be this to see how they got on. That's brilliant, uh,
1: yeah. Because, uh, I mean, in previous years, I mean, Spartans are the team that have tended to yeah. to go on the big runs, uh, you, you know, through. I think they they made it to the quarter finals one year, uh, or maybe, maybe the round before that. But, um, yeah, no, it'd be it'd be great to see, uh, you know, one of them rewarded with a a, a tie against a, a Premiership team because that's exactly what Cove Rangers have, have managed to, to land. Yeah,
0: tie at Motherwell. Oh yeah, that's that's. I think they're the only other non-league team.
1: I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Linlithgow Rose are also. Oh yeah, they, Linlithgow
0: they, Rose are Actually, uh, that's before not. Before. That, they may have a shout at that.
1: Yeah, a, definitely. Before. Definitely. I was very impressed with them. I covered the long-awaited. Game that they had against Wick Academy. Yeah, it
0: took um, us, was it that one?
1: <laughs> yes. And then, and then aye,
0: it obviously it was a draw.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aye, last minute as well. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything that would have sickened them more, you know, being seconds away from from having that game against Warford in the bag, yeah. um, with the prospect of a, a six-hour journey back down the A9. Um, when Lithgow committee members weren't expecting to get back until about five in the morning, and then bang goes in. I, I, you know, an equalising goal from,
0: from Wick. So they getting uh, back at five in the morning and then at nine o'clock they're having to organise a replay. Yeah.
1: Aye, exactly. <laughs> so no wonder they took their frustration out in the, in the replay with a big, yeah. solid, convincing win. But yeah, no, I think they've they've got a good chance against Forfar because they're you know they're they're toiling a wee bit in, in League One.
0: Yeah, uh, and well, let's go at home as
1: well. I think I, they were, yeah the home,
0: the home aspect maybe that might be the the, the, the clincher. I
1: think it will because I think by all accounts they were. You know, comfortably more than a thousand at that replay against Wick, uh, which was a midweek fixture. So, you know, they, they'll have a big following behind them for
0: for that one. Yeah. No, it'd be good to see. Um, you mentioned Dunfermline Ross County earlier. and Dunfermline have a wee, I fancy a wee chance in on that one.
1: They well, interesting <laughs> game that. They've uh, Jim McIntyre going back to where it all began for him as a manager, as well, mm-hmm. of
0: course. Airdrie uh, are home at Dundee United. We possibly yeah. right there. I think maybe about a month ago or something like that, you'd maybe have fancied Airdrie a bit more than, than, than they do now because they've kind of gone in their own wee slump. But yes, I mean, Dunn United must be looking at this. Think like, this is an opportunity to get out of their own slump. Yeah, like, kind of might, that might. Slump. sometimes that's what it takes actually, even if it is against a lower league yeah. team in the cup. Just
1: just something, any kind of source of optimism.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of all championship ties, Lovington versus Morton and Wraith Rovers versus Hubs. That might be a wee tricky one for Hubs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They won't, won't relish that one at nope. all.
0: Uh, How many years are we talking about now for Hibs?
1: Hundred and 14.
0: 14
1: now, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you never know.
0: Sorry, Habs fans. If <laughs> <laughs> it's always gets brought up at some point. Laurie will be delighted to hear that, though. He will, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's obviously the all-premiership the tie at 3 o'clock at St. Johnson on, but the tie of the round is the <laughs> half-five kick-off. Hearts versus Aberdeen. Yeah. Hearts must have been... On one hand, delighted that they're not playing Celtic in the Cup for a change. But that's about as hard as it could have got otherwise.
1: Aye, because it's not been Hearts celtic in pretty much every draw.
0: Hearts ha- have, have been knocked out of the last three Cup competitions by Celtic. <laughs> and it's been practically at this stage.
1: Aye. So they've not had much of a Cup run in recent years, aye? Okay.
0: No, so like they, they've been delighted not to get us and then gutted that they ended up with Aberdeen.
1: I think the, I'm,
0: the, the, the fact it's at Tynecastle. And I, I'd imagine there'll be a decent turnout for that one. It's also on on the the, the television as well. So
1: terrestrial, yes, that's going to be.
0: Is that the BBC I'm, game?
1: It is, yeah, yeah. It's on oh, the no. BBC. So uh, I'm going to be intent on I'm, the game I'm doing. Actually, is uh, down at Fourth Bank, uh, new new ground for me. still I'll be in against Cali Thistle. So be looking to find a, a vantage point somewhere for uh, for that Hearts Aberdeen game uh, afterwards. But mm-hmm. I'm going to make a bold prediction here. Not so much about. The game at Tynecastle, but just just in, in the Scottish Cup in general, I think the the winner of that tie at Tynecastle might just go all the way.
0: And pack up the trophy, May Aye. Hmm.
1: I've got a funny feeling.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think they'll be too far away because like I think whoever wins that's going to be second favourite to Celtic unless yep. something crazy happens at St on the Sunday. Aye. Um, I, I mean the other game on Sunday is Rangers going to be fancy? Rangers will probably win that. Um but uh, I mean I think Rangers were still are they still fourth favourite at the moment behind Celtic Hearts and Aberdeen?
1: Possibly. I I haven't seen the, the odds myself, but I'm sure mm. McBookie will fill us in.
0: Well I think I think it's something along those lines. Uh, actually they're the third favourite because um Hearts have drifted a wee bit because of away uh, uh, because they've got Aberdeen in the cup.
1: Right. Um, Which, uh, well
0: I know, I feel like Rangers are joint second favourite with Aberdeen. Alright. Oh, Celtic sixty five, Aberdeen Rangers ten to one, Hearts twelve to one. But obviously Inver- the, the, the odds one. will sorry. No, I'm just Inverness are fourteen to one to retain it and St John's are sixteen to one to, to follow up their, their 20, 14 one so.
1: Yeah. I'm sure the odds will shorten on either Hearts or Aberdeen oh, know, once, right. once one of them gets through because I guess the one thing that'll be um, you know, keeping them keeping them quite quite distant will be the fact that you know they they do have pretty much the, the second hardest uh, kind of draw yeah, behind Celtic. So um, not, it's all poised for a, a cracker at Tynecastle. I think the, the later kick-off as well. Uh, yeah, but it's it obviously,
0: interesting atmosphere. <laughs>
1: yeah, put it, that, that's one way of putting it, yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I um, the it's... The sun, Sunday is one o'clock for Rangers and then quarter past three uh, for the, the Sturman, uh in Celtic, so... It's uh, both on Sky Sports. So Yeah, it's plenty of football to watch at the weekend in Scotland. Yeah, no shortage of it at all. Yep. Look um, forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: you, you mentioned the, uh, the the game on Friday night. Is that is that on television as well?
0: See, I wondered that, but I'm not I don't think there's anybody else who's got rights to the Scottish no, sure it's only it's only totally. Sky. Like well, Sky get two and BBC got one. Ah it's just so three games there. I'm yeah. not I'm not a hundred percent sure why that game has been played on the Friday night. Maybe uh, on the thirst will think we've we'll got a better crowd. Yeah. Yeah, it's is possible because uh, like, yeah, it is the only game on, on Friday night people are doing like a Friday night game mm-hmm. so it's, it's fair to local it's no far to go from Maryhill to go to Paisley yeah. so they could get a decent crowd there and I hope you do know, because it's always good um, we should point out that there is just a couple of games in week 2 as well uh, we mentioned before our bro Thelgan City I, I'm fancying gun for our um, first goal scorer but, by the way yeah oh, I I the other games are East 5 and Berwick Rangers uh, well, Washington's the top scorer the second top scorer on the division. So
1: behind gun yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, and then
0: the, the, the final games Montrose, East Easterland and Fraser's the third top scorer aye right. so. oh well
1: <laughs> got an embarrassment of Richards then but uh...
0: yeah. well, I mean, funnily enough um, Bobby Owen is uh, Arbroath is the next on the list right. yeah. <laughs> and they're at Home Elgin so I think that's, that's, that's maybe the one thing that put me off going for a gun because Arbroath are the home team so yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave this one up to you. What do you think? Is Gunn going to be? Uh, when we go, well, on I
1: fancy, I fancy giving Gun another try? Yeah, I'm sure he'll. Yeah, uh, I've, I've got every faith he'll, he'll come up trumps for us because he didn't score at the weekend, and that's that's unlike him. So, um, <laughs> aye, yeah, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's due another one. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm certainly happy to, to go for that one if, if you are.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to go with that. Uh, I think the odds will come up on that one later in the week. But, uh, we'll Hope you tweet up. that from the the SFF podcast. Twitter account that just leaves us we try to pick a, a charity bet out of uh, the games now <laughs> yes aye <laughs> hmm <laughs> of the, I, so it's I, just, yeah. the, just, the, just the league games is it well I think we can probably pick for the Scottish Cup but I'm not a huge fan of picking cup games to be.
1: Like. no no avoid, avoid them so,
0: yes odds can be terrible and upsets can really mess with your odds
1: yes aye um, I mean, so, no, I'm I'm happy enough to to leave it, uh, you know, to the the three league fixtures. I'm sure we can cobble something together there. Yeah,
0: um, I'm I mean, th- if
1: we've gone for Gunners there,
0: yeah, I'm I'm thinking Elgin City. Um, yeah, you know, obviously top of the league. are both sitting seventh. And Berwick are, are kind of root down near the yeah, near the bottom they're, they're of the. They're only four points behind East Fife.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. So but that I, mean, that I think fun. I think there is a, a consensus that East Fife are are punching below their weight just now. So. Mm-hmm. Um, with the home advantage in that game, I would probably fancy them.
0: Yeah, and the, the final game is Montrose Stirling, but that's the bottom two. Yes, I mean uh, the odds Elgin City are sixty-four. So all right. So there's, there's decent money there. To, I mean, if they can get that, I mean, you say their the away form is looking a bit better now. So it
1: is. Yeah, yeah. And Arbroath is a place that they already have won at this season. That was the first game of the season for them. So
0: yeah. And uh, Montrose are seventeen to twenty favourites to beat East Sterling and East Fife are nineteen to twenty. Right. So I mean if we just took one of those two, if we say East Fife, yeah. and we went for a double East Fife and Elgin, then ten pound would return forty eight seventy-five. Okay. Or we could throw in Montrose as well. Mm-hmm. Make it a treble. And that with ten pounds would be ninety pounds and nineteen.
1: Ootcha. Aye. <laughs> Aye. new New year new wave of optimism
0: yeah well we did win a bet last week so I'm, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit more optimistic than I was it wasn't this bet though so <laughs> no. I'm I'm kind of inclined to say well, let's keep it as a double yeah just to see if we can chip away at the, the, the betting yeah and try to throw it all in three games oh, so we won screwing up so I mean I like I fancy you, I, we've obviously went for gun for Elgin so I fancy keeping the Elgin City in a decent price at 64 yeah Sure. Uh, so it's a case of do we pick East Fife or do we pick Montrose?
1: I fancy East Fife. I think
0: yeah. I East think, Fife.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Ah, yeah. I would tend to agree with that. So they cool. they,
1: they do have a very good squad, um, and I think I think they will be. They probably will work their way in, towards that that top four um, as the as the season goes on. So okay. Yeah. So
0: yeah, ten pound on that would be forty eight seventy five, and then obviously we drop the stake as well. So it's just short of forty quid if we could get that bet coming. So I'd be quite happy about that.
1: Yep, yeah, that
0: would be good. And I think right. that the first goal scorer betting will probably be something in the same region. So, a wee double there would be very nice. It would take very us, nice indeed, that, yeah. would, that would take us over a £400 mark for the season, if we could get both those bets on. So, so fingers crossed.
1: Absolutely. All
0: right, I think we've pretty much covered everything now. <laughs> it's, it's been a long one, um, but there has been quite a lot of fixtures to cover. So, I hope, I hope it's been entertaining. I hope the uh, couple of little technical... Uh, Difficulties with a line has is uh, not spoiled the, the discussion. Oh, I think it's it's been it's been really good actually. It's been, it's, it's it's nice to get you on because you're obviously uh, cover the games quite uh, quite thoroughly. So uh, we, we we get an interesting discussion with you every time you come on.
1: Ah, oh, it's been good to come back. Yeah, it's been, as I say, it has been a few weeks. I uh, yeah, just uh, various bits and pieces on the on the go in the last few Mondays. But uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, hopefully I can keep contributing through the through the new year.
0: Definitely, yeah. Well, it's we'll always good to get you on, and uh, hopefully, we'll shortly. But for now, I will say thanks for everybody for listening, and uh, hopefully, I'll talk to you again all next week. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, Chris. All the best. You too.